Hello and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. We are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Spooky Saturday. Woo! Woo! So spooky! I, uh, oh my god, I, my hair is all flat and everything because I was, I was outside in the snow and then I started like sweating and now I'm out, everything is like, I didn't realize that you would like still work up a sweat, shoveling and then like doing the chicken coop and stuff would end up like making me all sweaty. So now like I had put, had makeup on and stuff for Spooky Saturday and then I messed it all up. So this, this is it. Like yeah, my workout. hair got flat. <laughs> I was covered in like my jacket with like my hood. Like, I mean, it's, it's pretty, like, if you look, like, outside, like, it's still, it is still snowing, it's, like, snowing. That is ridiculous. Yeah, which for here is bad, because we don't have snow plows. Like, we just don't have them. (laughs) Yeah, we, when I lived in Memphis, that was always an experience, because where I live, they're prepared, they plow the snow, they salt the roads, but in Memphis, when it would snow, like, a quarter of an inch everything would be shut down yeah. because they had no way of dealing with it they're just like that's oh. like here everyone's just like everything's closed everything's closed like no one can like you can't get you can't get around like there's no there's no way because we don't have any snow plows so yep. yeah so that's fun it's still snowing so we're gonna cut it a little bit shorter today because i have been continuously bailing out the chickens <laughs> gotta keep them keep them bailed out yeah so i've been going out there and just like just getting the dust out and hopefully i can uh put them to bed soon and they can be where their heater because their heater is up in their coop but yeah that'll so be nice uh, yeah so it's fun but it's all fluffy now which is kind of fun I know, that's very pretty. I just got a terrible layer of ice on top of everything. That's what's happening in my area right now. That's terrible. It's it's not great. But the roads are clear. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, because you guys have snow plows. We don't have snow plows. We don't have the, like, the ones that drop the salt or whatever. We don't have that either. Yeah, that's weird to so. me because it's, like, my so, sure the roads get covered but i mean they deal with it in a, in a timely manner and then you're good to go yeah but. yeah but here it's like like our like it's the road out in front of my house is not ne- they they never plowed it like last time this happened it was never plowed it just had to wait until it was like no longer snowing i guess i wonder if the if seattle the town of seattle is gonna be like do we need to get a snow plow now because this has happened to you twice now in the past two years yeah i I mean i saw one truck with uh like one of those like plows like stuck in the front and that was it oh yeah those guys are the like hometown heroes thank you for putting a plow on your truck right yeah i saw someone who definitely like did not work at the place like just had a snowblower and was using the snowblower but like didn't was not a county official it was just like (laughs) blowing the sidewalk so yeah it's wild i don't know uh yeah, Roxy Rondel, they are uh, near Canada, but Seattle just doesn't get snow. It's, it's like a, it's a temperate of, area. Yeah, it's a, where we are is a very strange and specific climate that's like a, in like an inlet. So like, we're not like uh, Vancouver, which gets way more snow than us. It's because we're in the sound. So we're more like oceany. 
Like, like the sounds like literally less than like five minutes from my house. Like, like it's right there, but because it's so big, it, it, it modulates the temperature and keeps it more temperate, but sometimes it snows. So just, it's really weird. Yeah, I, that's why I moved here, here in Portland, because I was like, oh, it's like not, it's not like the Midwest, like it's not too bad. Meanwhile, gets two feet of snow and I'm like, oh, uh, I guess I'll die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what's, what's new with you, Kayla? What's, what's going on? What's going on with Kayla? What's Literally, your sweatshirt say? Oh, I can't... It's, it's my Valentine's sweatshirt with Star Wars puns on it. So I thought I'd wear <laughs> oh it today. Oh my God. That's great. It says, you are too cute. Let's BB date. I don't fucking remember. You're the Obi-Wan for me. Mine will you be rebel and be with me. So it's tie-dye. I just swore it because it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, which I'm kind of like, whatever. But also, uh, what other excuse do I have to wear this? So it's true. Yeah, it's true. It is, And it is Valentine's Day tomorrow. My dad used to get me a present every Valentine's Day, but like weird stuff. Like he got me... I. You were telling stories, but now I'm just going to go. No, go ahead. It's <laughs> Your funny. dad is very interesting to me. I so. know. It's, it's always an interesting story about my dad, but he would always like get me weird, like really weird presents from Goodwill and the thrift store for like we- holidays, like Easter and Valentine's Day. And he would always say that like the Valentine's fairy came and gave all the children in the world wonderful presents. And like it would just be like a chocolate, like a chocolate heart and like a VH, a used VHS tape of a like bootlegged JK Rowling Harry Potter documentary <laughs> it was like one year's gift. <laughs> like unofficial Harry Potter documentary was one thing he got me. <laughs> or like like a like a a matchbox car not in the package. <laughs> Just like <laughs> what? My my yeah. parents would get me candy. They wouldn't be like here's a VHS nope. documentary. No, nope. <laughs> nope or like here's like oh my god what else he was always really really weird stuff just weird it was just weird stuff yeah but it was funny wow what a treasure your memories are <laughs> yeah i know this i like the idea that valentine's day is a day for platonic friendship and romantic love yes it's for it's- appreciation of everyone that you love i would say yeah yeah, I mean, I can understand the sour grapes. You're also allowed to have sour grapes. But yep. I, I like the idea that it's more just a, like, nice holiday of, like, loving yourself and others. Or just eating chocolate. Or just eating chocolate, yeah. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Sounds fake, but okay. Get, get, stop. Stop it. Everyone's on sassy, sassy time today. Yes. <laughs> Valentine's Day brings that out in everybody, I feel it like. It does. It does. I mean, the chickens were very sassy today. They were all the not pleased with the snow. But yeah, so Kayla and I watched a fun documentary, which you all can go watch if you have Amazon Prime, if you give money to Jeff Bezos. If you don't, you can also find him online. It's, what was it called? It's called The the Flatwoods. The flat. It's called Flatwoods Monster, and it has like a subtitle, but if you search Flatwoods Monster, it's like the thing that comes up. Let me see if I can find the ti- full title. Yeah. It's a like Legacy of Fear. Is that yeah, the right one? It. Yeah. Flatwoods Monster, A Legacy of Fear. Yeah. And it's it's fun. This like I actually thought it was a good documentary. Yeah. Like I like and the cool thing, which like I didn't know about, 
is like the people that saw the Flatwoods monster are like still alive. Yeah, like, they're two just of them, like yeah. old. They're they're they were kids when they saw it, but now they're old. And like similar to like Bob Lazar, I feel like these old guys, they're like, look, I'm I don't have a reason to lie about this. Like they're like, I'm I was a kid. Yeah. Like and oh I have the um I have the picture. I absolutely love it. this is the original drawing. <laughs> That I think the kid did the kids do this? Who did this drawing? I can't Multiple. Remember. I think that from what I remember, I don't know if they specified it in the documentary, but if it's the one that I'm thinking of, it might have been yeah. the one that they had an artist render based on the mother's description, but all of oh, them okay. did do like a drawing, but I've never seen like child drawings of it. I've seen the like nice rendering next to a person, if that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I think that they they had someone do it, or it might have been the mother that drew it. It was something to do with the mother. She, either she described it or she illustrated it. I don't think that the documentary dove into that, but they held it up an awful lot throughout the yeah. whole thing. Well, and it's like, it's you can tell it's like really old. It's got like, but like, I love the drawing so much. It's so good. Now, one of the kids, who's now an old guy, actually said it was a robot. Yes. I, I was going to ask you how you felt about that because like- I thought- that's scary because they he says he thinks it's a sentinel that was yes. that was sent out by the ship that landed and it yes. was purely mechanical and I was like that brings a whole new perspective to things mm-hmm. for me. I didn't like that. I was like, <laughs> ew, ew, what, ew, <laughs> ew. Yeah, I I think like I can't remember. I was like, I don't know. I I just like I don't I don't like that idea that it's mechanical. I mean, I never do. You know me. I never like any any mechanical things but like like the idea that he he pretty much was like the eyes were lights mm-hmm. and it, he could see that it was metal yep and like i don't know I, that makes more sense to me honestly than a monster yes because like, originally i either thought it was like an alien in a suit right? right or but this this concept that it's like a sentinel thing that probably has arms to be able to like move things out of the way and it's just like patrolling to like go see what's going on and it has lights on it that would make a lot yeah. more sense yeah right yeah or even even a spacesuit or something like that she's but a like, princess yeah she's yeah, a beautiful princess i love the 50s guy next to the like this is how tall it is Whoa. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah like so shaped like a garlic. Yeah, it is I, like a garlic. I like. I always. Someone described it as shaped like an Iron Maiden once, and I yes. can't get that out of my head ever. Yes. So that's what I always think of. Yeah. So this documentary just it kind it actually does some cool like drone shots of the area, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting because Kayla being from there, like I don't have any context of what West Virginia is like. Like yeah. at all. It's like I've like never that. been there. So So basically West Virginia, because I'm on the border of West Virginia, and basically you go you like I've drove through the majority of West Virginia. I didn't go so Flatwoods is like the direct center. Braxton County is like the direct center of West Virginia and it has like a railway that goes through it that goes to Pennsylvania. But West Virginia itself, you drive through it and it's literally just very, very old mountains covered in trees. And there's just like for for as far as you can see for miles and miles there will be nothing but trees, so it is pretty. It's a pretty spooky area where I mean the people that live there are so separated. They're so they right. live so far apart. They're so 
far away from like any metropolitan areas in a lot of cases that I feel like these sorts of legends really do kind of exist and spread and grow. So it makes sense to me. It's, it's yeah, like Disney said, it's low mountains and broad valleys. Lots of, I, I like how the guy made sure to say in the, lots of hollers constantly. I was like, we get it, dude. You're, you're in the vernacular. We got you. Yeah. I, I was just like, what the, what now? In the holler. Like what does that mean? It's like a, I think it's like a valley. It's like a mountain valley down oh, in the holler. Okay. Oh, okay. So it doesn't mean you're just like yelling, like you have to yell no, to hear it. Or... It's just, it's that, it's that West Virginia, uh, Appalachian vernacular. The holler. The down in the holler. So, That's wild. but, um, someone did ask how close these people came to the Flatwoods monster. The story that they tell in this movie, they tell a couple of instances, but the main one is the, the group of the mother and the two sons and some other dude. Yeah, it was like it a was neighbor or something. Kid. It was like a neighbor kid. Yeah, they uh they see they saw this like bright light go towards the top of a hill, and they climb the hill, and when they get to the top, they see this creature, and apparently it's like pretty close to them. It was close enough for them to see it next to a tree and determine that it was like twelve feet tall or something ridiculous, yeah. and then they ran. So as one does. What I thought was interesting too is they talked to a bunch of people, but actually said like how scared they were like like one of when they went down into the town to tell like the police apparently they were like terrified like they were terrified so it wasn't like they came down and were just like you know we saw something like they were they saw something that scared them so badly that that the people who remember it were like noted that they were terrified yep well yeah and you know what's interesting i didn't know this but they also said that a the a dog went with them and the dog there there's always with the flatwoods monster talk of a noxious gas like yes, some kind yeah. of gas that comes out and interestingly they say that it could melt skin and i'm like did anyone's skin actually get melted or you're yeah, just making shit yeah, up sounds, that sounds like yeah that sounds like nuclear warfare paranoia but sure um but the dog ran into the mist and then like howled and then ran out and then threw up and died <laughs> So there was really? a dog. Yeah, they said he. They said he went back. He ran down the hill that. and threw up, and then immediately died. Wow. So that happened, and I'm like, did anybody? And then yeah, they never anyone, mentioned can we it follow again. Follow up on this because yeah. that seems a little weird. I was like, you didn't take it to the vet, but I guess around in this area, honestly, no, they would not. They would just go bury it in the backyard <laughs> and be like, well, yeah. I feel like I mean, from that guy. From the from the people we saw briefly, I'm like, yes, I don't think that there's a vet close by. No, probably judging not. by the thickness of his accent. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was texting Holly, and I was like, these are actually West Virginians. How great! Yeah, it was a they like they kind of sounded like Boomhauer from yes. King of the Hill. Yep. Like, and I, so half the time I was like, I'm not really sure what this guy said, but I'm just going to keep watching and assume. God, that's so weird to me. Cause it's like me, I'm like, I've, I've grown up with people with worse <laughs> accents than that, hands down. And it, so no, it's it just was, like, to yeah. me, I was like, oh, yep, here we go. Here we are. Here we go. Here we go. But yeah, so I, like, I don't know. It was really interesting. I thought it was really cool. The interviewees were good. I think that guy did see it. And I totally think it was like some kind of like mechanical thing yeah for sure i agree because like they they spend a long time throughout it 
It was really adorable. They talked to like a tourism guy for Braxton yeah. County and he was like, he was so nervous the whole time. And I was like, <laughs> um, but he, he kind of mentioned throughout the whole thing that this type of, it's a legend. It's in so many people, there are nuggets of truth in there. There's some truth in there. I think that what those two men who actually saw the, saw it initially, I think they're telling the truth. And I think that the, that's the real accounting of it. And then since then the rumor spread People made up seeing it. They add yeah. embellish. They add details. And then it turns into kind of like a weird figure and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a figure either. I think it was definitely a, ro- a robot, like a sentinel sent out to observe the area and then probably come back and then leave. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, I think like there was also a lot of different accounts in that area too. Mm-hmm. So like just even around that same time, like there are farmers seeing things and all kinds of stuff so yeah i thought it was interesting that they said that the that their friend that lived on like a an adjacent hill saw the light of that ship descend Mm -hmm. and land on top of that hill and then it like Mm -hmm. faded away and kind of disappeared so it like left again so he saw the ship itself land and was like what in the world and then so so there were multiple people that saw this and talked about it it wasn't just that group that that saw it and all had that same experience. So yeah. that's, I and feel like, interesting. I feel like that's always a good indication of it not being BS, is if there's more than one witness. That's usually the, let's like on the, in the MUFON list of things. That's, that's the field investigator. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're just the person who's passed out and they just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> who's just asleep and is like, oh well. I was trying to see if I took some notes and yeah, the main, one of the yeah, things see, I, I said, watched it last night when I was just like sleepy. So your memory is probably better than mine. Cause I was also playing the new Stardew Valley expansion. Ooh, there's a new expansion. <laughs> yeah. And it's on the switch now. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll do that later, but yeah, there's a bunch of new stuff that like, I'm just like finding as I go along, <gasps> you know, there's a new beach farm. There's a beach farm. All I've found so far is there's more fishing stuff. So that's fun. Oh, I never but, really messed with fishing. I, like, yeah. didn't get into that. Yeah, there's a bunch of new fish and stuff. But don't spoil it. I don't know what else is new. I'm just, like, finding it as I go along. But anyway, spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> um, so some, I took, like, various little notes. One of them was they consider Braxton a crossroads county. And I think Ooh. that that's very interesting. Like, the concept of a crossroads in general is always something associated with the paranormal, right? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. All the time. The, like, the liminal, the crossroads, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's, like, because like the- it exists to, like, they they put, they they say this a lot, that the interstate runs through it. The, mm-hmm. You know, the railroad runs through it. And it's basically a place that people go through. They don't really stop at. Yeah. So. It makes sense. I was, like, that. I feel like that's significant. That's, that there's something significant there. Yeah, absolutely. There's also a, um, I found... This is the museum. There is a museum there. Oh, they have a museum? They do. They have a the monster museum. Can we please go one day? Yeah, I'm telling you, when you please. visit, we got to go to Mothman and we can go to Braxton. Please. It'll be so fun. Yeah, it would be super fun. Uh, but yeah, they have a little museum. It's super cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Apparently, like, they showed some, like, YouTubers who went there or something. But there's, like, an old, like, soda shop, like, diner there. <gasps> They're open all the time. We should definitely go. They have like a little, yeah. We had a soda shop in the town I was growing up in that was like 
olden days soda shop slash pharmacy. Oh my god! And it lasted so a long time. It was, and then eventually they got rid of it. But that's so fun. A couple years ago, ordered a hoodie, which they show in the documentary in the background of the documentary. The uh, Flatwoods Community mm-hmm. Fire Department sells yes. one with like a Flatwoods monster riding a fire truck. And I was going to show it off, but my dog's being bad and he's in his crate in there. So <laughs> I'm just going to link it to you in the chat so you could get one. It's like twenty five dollars for a hoodie. Yeah, and it helps the uh, fire department. Yeah, right? yeah. And when you wear it in public like I do, they'll be like, thanks for your service, because they'll just see the (laughs) fire department logo on the left breast, and you'll be like, nope, sure didn't. I just really like the Flatwoods Monster. I've seen you wear this before. Yeah, it's it's so awkward when I get... Someone was like, thank you so much for your service. I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) oh my god. Sure did not. (laughs) That's amazing. I did give them 25 of my dollars. That's amazing. It's excellent. Yeah, it is a really good design. Yeah, their website's real bad. <laughs> but I did buy something from there successfully, so it's not a scam. It's not a scam. Oh, my God. I'm sure, yeah. So you can get yourself a Flatwoods Monster uh, community fire department hoodie and sometimes be told, thank you for your service. <laughs> it's like, no, no ma'am, not not I. Your service to the cryptids. Yeah, my service. My service to cryptid hunting. I'll be like, yes, I did do that, though. Yeah. But I did want to link um, that. That's such yeah, a good that's hoodie. great. That's a, it's a good, it's a great hoodie. I did find like I tried to find some articles. It's all like that documentary had pretty much everything in it. Like, yeah, compared to like all of the new things, I of course thought I just thought this was funny is that there is a History Channel article because the History Channel is now just like aliens, cryptids. We don't we don't care anymore. Oh, of like, course, just, ice just, truckers, ice trucker cryptids. Like, <laughs> It's just like, oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, there is a there's a good little article on it, but like that talks about like the Air Force said it was an owl, and I'm like, okay, oh, pfft. yeah. And it says there were fewer than 300 people in Flatwoods in 1952, and a few less than that now, which I thought was interesting. That makes sense. So, it's, <laughs> but they were saying they're more or less saying that like like it. Could have been due to, like, the hysteria of the 50s of flying saucers and these movies with all of these, like, monsters and all that kind of stuff. They were like, it could just be that or something related to people seeing, like, all of the pop culture at the time. Yep. But um, it says, one writer who stoked the story a lot was a guy named Gary Barker, a Braxton County native who investigated the monster and then became one of the more prominent UFO myth makers. It was Barker who wrote about Flatwoods, then introduced the mythology of government men in black after he heard that two Air Force investigators had reportedly shown up in Flatwoods posing as magazine writers. Posing? What if they're just, like, magazine writers? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But it says, it says after that, it says, but Barker's friends later said he didn't believe and did the UFO writings cheerfully and for money. To this day, locals still wonder. Mm. I do think that there is some, I think that the, the idea of the 1950s alien UFO hysteria is what embellished the Flatwoods monster, but I think I still think that the first initial oh, story yeah. is real. And I do think that the hysteria about nuclear warfare is what caused the the like noxious gas that can melt yeah. off your skin. I think it came, that came from that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think it looked like that. 
No, I don't think so either. I don't think it looked like that. I like. I think if it looked like anything, like it could have been just like something even more terrifying, like a a cylinder. That's what they. Like to- I feel like when they described it, it sounded like it was like a cylinder, and it had like some army things, like arms, right. and then it had the lights. That's all they really say when yeah, they describe I it. I don't think it had on a dress. No. <laughs> Like so either. I don't don't, think it had a skirt on with a little bodice. I don't think so. No, like that. That looks like to me that artist rendition. Like that looks like a 1950s yeah monster thing. Like a house 1950s housewife. Or like um, (laughs) you've seen like um, the day the earth stood still. All those old 50s black and white movies. All of those monsters look very similar to that. Yeah. So. It's true. It's a good design, but I don't think it's real. I love the design. I love the design. <laughs> like, I want it to be real so badly. Like, if that was real, I would be really excited. Yeah. But, like, I have a feeling that whatever they saw was, they saw something 100%, but it wasn't, like, that fun and campy. Did you catch, during this documentary, I took a note on this because I was like, excuse me? But they, <laughs> in passing, the, I think it was the... Visit visitor center guy. I think he mentioned this. Mm-hmm. He said in 1944 in West Virginia, because he was talking about how West Virginia has a, a big history of alien stories and ghost right. stories, which is true. It's around here too. I was trying to find things from Virginia and from my area. Lots of ghost stories. Yeah. But they, he said in 1944, a farmer found alien wreckage on his farm. Oh my God. Yes. And he, and he just buried it. it. He yes. buried it. And he was, and I was yes. like, um, can you please go back to that? Like, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, rem- I remember that because I remember thinking like, okay, because I know. So my granny was from Indiana mm-hmm. and her parents were in Indiana and they dumped their trash just like in the river. Yeah. Like people just do that. Like, yeah. or they did back, back in like the fifties. And they I would guess. definitely do, they would dump trash and they would. And then after a while, I feel like they stopped doing trash, but they would still dump tires so tires are a major problem yeah which like all of that i'm just like this seems like a problem but you know it was the 50s i guess no granddad no (laughs) i know yeah don't do that but apparently that's what they did and uh i am not surprised the guy was like whoops found a ufo better throw it in the crick yeah no (laughs) they said he buried it or he like put it in his trash burning pile and like buried it where he like burns his trash and buries stuff yeah there's just like oh oh well i guess like I was going to throw weird. that away. He told people about it and they were like, meh. Which, <laughs> again, that seems about right. When you're in just like, cause I just really commiserated with a lot of it because I I feel like growing up, when pe- I heard a lot of ghost stories. I heard a lot of weird stories about things yeah. up in the mountains and stuff. And we would just be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> meh. That's so weird. So it's just yeah. like, he's just like, meh, I don't know. Well, I mean, that, but that. That, like, tracked. I was like, that sounds... That tracks. Like, tracks. that sounds like it could have happened. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, oh, Disney said that the General Assembly is trying to let people do that again in Indiana. I put stuff That's in the river? Idea. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't do that. If you know where Brown County, Indiana is, that's where my... That's where my great-great-grandparents were from. So... Brown County, Indiana. Brown County. I've never been there. Never been there. But there was, I remember once seeing a picture of like an old farmhouse they lived in, which is very cool. Like all dila- like dilapidated because they had just like left it, I guess. I don't know how that works. Farmhouses yeah, I don't know. are scary. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, don't dump your tr- alien 
wreckage in the crick, please. Please don't. Please don't litter. <laughs> I was looking at my notes, and one of the interesting things I want to mention per us talking about Flatwoods Monster's appearance is that the the one guy, the older gentleman who was a kid when he saw it, with absolute certainty said it looked like a B-2 rocket. Do you remember that? He was like, yeah. it was a B-2 rocket. That's what it looked like. So I think, like, that's a cylinder, a metal cylinder. Yeah. Is, so that's that's what he described it as. He described it as a B-2 rocket, mechanical, almost as if it was, like, inside a suit or a very tall ship. And yeah. so that's why he was convinced it was a Sentinel. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, v, sorry, V2. V2, sorry. It sounded like he said B2, right, yeah. and I was like, I don't know anything about missiles, dude, but sure. <laughs> I want to look up a picture real quick and see if we can bring that up, because I want to compare it. It's a V2 missile. Sorry, okay. if it's V2. Yeah, okay. It's it's just like, it just looks like a cartoon 50s rocket. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's what he said it looked like. Like, to me, that's just like, I'm like, this just looks like a cartoon like 50s rocket to me. Like, I don't... Like, it's like, this looks like a cartoon. I still feel like, oh my god, I have to replace our fries picture for this. No, leave it. <laughs> our fries! My fries! Yeah, I don't know if you can, there, it's, that definitely just looks like a, a cartoon, a cartoon rocket. Yeah, so he said it looked like that, but just standing up tall and hmm. floating, and then it had eyes. Like, the, but they were lights. I don't think they were right. really eyes, I think they were just lights, like headlights. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very, very interesting. I, yeah, I think I think it was some sort of... I mean, if, like, you think about the Rendlesham incident, and you think about the incidents where people have come upon close, like, gotten close to these mechanical UFOs. Like, there's multiple incidents where people have gotten close to them. Mm -hmm. And they almost always say that they can immediately tell that they're mechanical. Yep. Like, they can immediately tell, but, like, usually they don't see any seams or anything like that. And why this one is interesting is because... They they had those lights and they but they didn't seem to say like it looked like it had no seams or anything. They were like, no, it looked like a robot. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, and like it, whatever when it's this, drawn, it has seams, I feel like. It ha it has those seams in it. Yeah, but like whatever this was, it was something totally different from all the other like encounters that we've like seen like, of close up UFO encounters because it's just so different. That's why I think it was some sort of like if it was a UFO it was some, like, maybe, like, one-off, like, sentinel, like you said, like, a reconnaissance device that, like, landed, you know, was doing, testing the area. People saw it and then just freaked out. Yeah. So. And Flumpton, they do describe it as lights. They don't, they they say they're, they're lights like eyes. I don't think they ever say that they're eyes first and foremost. No. They're just beamy, like, lights that are coming out. Yeah. And I think whatever artist did it was just like, yeah, yes, I'm going to give it eyes and a big skirt. And a big old it's skirt. The, it's the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be fashionable. Yeah. These, yeah, this like cartoon rocket is very funny. It is really interesting. So it's, I feel like the only other thing they touched on that I noted was the fact that in West Virginia and in this kind of area, a theory that could be surmised would be the fact that people see things there because it's so rural and because the sky is so clear and there is very little light pollution and you are able to really see things in the yeah. sky at night. Like I, 
I would, I remember in high school, I went back to my friend's house. He lived like 10 minutes from me way back in this town called Timmerville. And we went out outside at night and it was a clear night and you could see the Milky Way. Whoa. Like it's just, it's so clear. I've only ever seen that in the desert. Yeah. Like in the, in the desert, like the real, real desert. Not like the, like, not like where I grew up, the the light pollution was too bad, but you had, if you go out like another hundred miles, like Joshua tree, then you can see it. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. It's It's wild. Yeah. Or in Hawaii. I've seen in Hawaii too. You can see it. That's why the biggest telescope is in on the big Island because it's the area with the least light pollution, like the whole world or something. Wow. Yeah. Cause Hawaii is like right there in the middle of the Pacific ocean. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that is a good theory because the p- places where it's a rural area, it's, I mean, close to bigger cities. Like you, you go up a little bit and you got Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and you go yeah. right and you're going to have D.C. So it's, it's, but it's a nice middle ground area where there's no light pollution and you're going to see these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes sense, because if you were in a brighter area, they wouldn't have seen it, like, land. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have seen it and seen it on the hill and been like, oh, we should go investigate this, you know? Yep. Yeah, so, so I think I think that's an interesting theory. I, I, I believe that. I believe. I believe that. I believe those guys, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And they'd really say in the, the documentary, they're like, we don't have a reason to lie. Like, it's, like, why would we? Yeah. It's like the, no. the poor Bigfoot guy you talked about last time where he's like, it ruined my life. But they're just oh like. Oh my God, that poor guy. Yeah. They're just like, it didn't ruin our lives. We just, we live in West Virginia. So who cares? Yeah. They, yeah. They're literally like, no one's going to come to our house. Like no one can get here. <laughs> uh, gosh. Yeah. We got to go visit there. I loved all the murals. Like they show the town mm-hmm. and there's all these like Flatwoods monster murals everywhere. And they're really, they it's have really fun with cute. it. It's really cute. That's how um, Mothman, the, the area where Mothman is, which the town I can't think of right now because my brain no worky, but they have a lot. They have that Mothman statue and everything like that. So it's just, I like it when they really just let it happen and yeah. encourage yeah. it. And yeah, Point Pleasant. Thank you, Flumpton. Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So they have all the Mothman stuff. <sighs> That's so funny. Yeah, I think the the only thing I additional thing I looked up after watching it was there was an article from the Register Herald, which I don't even know what that is, uh, <laughs> in 2008, updated in 2014 about West Virginia and the whole. <laughs> it's titled West Virginia almost a UFO heaven almost? question mark. And, and uh, it says, West Virginia prides itself as a land of majestic mountains, sparkling streams, coal to feed hungry power plants, a unique place in American history, and a fiercely independent people accustomed to overcoming hard times with a resiliency unrivaled to, by anyone else. Please calm down. Uh, <laughs> now, add another chapter to the 35th state's storied history. More documented UFO activity than any other place in America, even eclipsing Roswell. Whoa, what? Yeah, so as of the time this was written, that was factual, that West Virginia had more UFO activity than anywhere else. So that's pretty wild. I mean, I believe it. Like you said, it's dark there. Yeah. Yeah, so they talk about the Flatwoods monster. They describe it in the same way that documentary talks about it. Um, I did not know this, but there are two books published about it. 
that huh. some guy named Fescino, he wrote about the Flatwoods monster. He studied it, so might want to look into that guy. Yeah. But yeah, they, they just sell it. It talks about West Virginia just really celebrating that aspect of itself, which is just really interesting. And they say based on Blue Book, 1952 was the high water mark for UFO activity with 1,501 reports and 303 official listed as unknowns. And the largest huh. concentration, 1134 reports, came in the summer months of July, August, and September in West Virginia. So that's a lot. There's also a lot of caves. Don't forget that. Oh, God. I Don't forget the caves. Because I was going to tell you, I was like, I the only thing I could think of with caves is like, I've been in... in Multiple caves. There's one, there's a cavern on my way to work that I've been to a bunch of times. I love going there. We should go there when you visit. No, it's it's so scary. scary. It's, no. it's so scary because you're going on this guided tour and they're like, ah, and yes, down this hallway is all the the unexplored area of cave that we are working on. Please don't go in there. You may get lost and die. Goodbye. No, no. <laughs> Let's continue onward. But I just think about the fact that my grandfather, I've, I've mentioned this before, he helped run the lights in one of those caverns, in endless caverns. And he just, my dad said it was like the scariest thing in the world because you're the one putting the lights in. No way. Can you imagine? I would no. never. I would never. No, thank no. you. No, thank you. Ugh. No, hard pass on that. So there's lots hard of pass. caves. There's lots of like the whole concept of coal mining in general and how you are digging deeper and deeper into the earth and taking the resources and who knows what you're going to break into. That's always interesting. It's so bad. What, what gateway you're going to open in the earth when you go too far. No. So that always freaks me out. Ugh. 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 Yeah, no way. Uh Uh-uh. Plumpton, I don't know about people loving coal mining. I feel like uh, coal mining <laughs> is not love, but it is in, in the area, in, in rural areas where it is the the lifeblood of the area. It's the only resource that they really have ever had to offer to the world for their people to have jobs. I think that's where yeah. that comes from. I feel like people are, like, proud of it, mm-hmm. too. Like, people are proud of, like, having such a dangerous, horrible job. Well, and because it used to be, like, such a commodity, such a resource. So to be able to provide that and be like, that's my job, and this is what makes trains run and makes everything, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. doing this, and it's dangerous, and I'm doing it. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's it's a mixture of that. Like, But, yeah, no, I don't know that everybody loves it. I think just the people who are used to it being their livelihood and not wanting to lose that because in a lot of those areas you're you're gonna have farms and stuff like that but those are small home town farms they're not gonna be huge and outputting a lot of crops that are gonna make them a lot of money it's coal mining would be where the money is in those areas yeah for sure for sure oh well yeah that was our that was our fun little documentary that we watched yeah conclusion it was definitely like something. Mechanical. It was definitely mechanical. It was probably some sort of drone. Um, it was not a lady in a skirt. No. But we like the lady in the skirt nonetheless. It's good so. design. It's good design and it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we'll do a couple, some stories. Sure. We'll do some stories. Let's do some stories and then you probably have to go shovel more snow. Uh, yeah, it got, it got tiny again. It got tiny. Oh, so it's slowing Isn't down? It? No, you told me the big meant that it was 
that it was slowing down. Yeah, the big big flakes usually mean it's going to stop soon. It didn't stop. It's back to being tiny. Never mind, you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) What? I just can't, it's just, it's piling up. I can't see my car anymore. Uh-oh. You gotta, you better go uh, clean your car off too. In case What? It, yeah, because I mean, if it's gonna freeze or something, I don't know. I try to ah! keep my, I try to keep my car clean throughout so that way you don't have like a big deal later. Like it's not a big truck. It's all a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you just. I don't know what to do. Just sweep it off with a broom. If it's like, is it heavy snow? Yeah. Oh, just go out there. I mean, and, like, I don't know. Take a broom out there and like just knock the snow off your car. You'll be he- you'll think yourself later. Okay. Do that before it think, freezes. I don't think my car can get out though. Oh well, but I you saw, still like, you're I'm, gonna have to clean it off at some point. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like it's it's stuck. <laughs> it's like stuck there. <laughs> I I never leave. Do you have food? Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I can walk to the grocery store, so like it's fine. Okay. Good. It's just. And the pigeons are just like whatever; they don't care. Yeah, they're just like this is fine. I they they probably enjoy a range of weather. They do. Yeah, they don't mind it. Yes, thank you, everyone, for worrying about the snow. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I see. I see. Jury agrees with me. Brush the snow off so you don't have to. It's less to worry about later. While you're out there, brush that snow off your car. <laughs> yeah, pigeons are survivors. They're fine. They're they're just like they're just like stomping in the snow. Suffer feathers. He wanted to go out there. He went out there and then he was like, I am done. Please let me in, mother. <laughs> Never mind. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at spookysaturdaystories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. Yeah. Yeah. He was not pleased. All right. I sent you a story if you would like to start us off and then I can do one. Sounds good. So there's no sign off for this one. All right. Story time. Uh, My dad used to work at a marine salvage business when he was younger. He loved the exercise he got from diving and swimming every day, and the pay for a good haul wasn't too bad, according to him anyway. I've heard just about every story he's ever told, from befriending a curious lemon shark to getting stung by jellyfish. When I was 15, I asked my dad for one story he never told me, the reason he quit. They had been informed of a small yacht that had capsized a few miles out to sea. Passengers later reported that the yacht went bow up after a flash of bright light appeared in front of it. The salvage would have been a pretty penny more than their usual haul, so the crew was particularly excited about claiming this one. They found the wreck on the very edge of the drop-off into the open ocean. My dad was first in the water to help secure a line to the wreck, before mostly supervising the recovery and managing sh- ma- making sure the line didn't break. As the wreck was being dragged up, my dad noticed something where the yacht had been. Nestled in the sand was a large metallic cylinder with no indication of what it was or why it would be there. My dad apparently went back to investigate, trying to dislodge it only to find it was embedded in the seabed. Failing that, my dad decided to tap on the object with one of his tools, figuring figuring there might be a way to get it up and out of there. As he got to the top of the cylinder, he heard a muffled tapping noise coming from inside the cylinder. It was at this point my dad swears he saw a faint yellow light out in the open ocean where the sunlight couldn't reach. 
Before he could react, another diver came up behind him and got his attention, said the salvage was recovered and it was time to reboard. As they swam away, my dad looked back at the cylinder. Behind it were three yellow orbs of light, slowly moving in a sort of tandem. My dad quit, quit the job a week later and moved to a more landlocked state where he would later meet my mom. No, thank Excuse- you. Excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me? Would you like to repeat this, please? No. No. No, no, no. That, those are all bad things. Yeah, don't you love no. cylinders? Ew. <laughs> Ew. No. Are you kidding? I hate this. Are you kidding me? I really hate it. Well, like, he did investigate it. He couldn't get it out. Like... Oh my god, I don't know. This seems, this is way too messed up to not be fact. This is messed up. Like, either someone's a, like, a better, a really great writer, which is possible, but, like, oh my god, that's a, that's horrible. Also, like, what an interesting job. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. All right, <laughs> well, I'm going, I'm here to let you know that our writers got you. This no. one's made up. It's a total fabrication. It was too good. They it got was too you. good. They got me. They got me. It was too good. That was a good one. Ugh. Oh my god. It was. You're right. I should have caught it. It was targeted. It's scaring me. Yeah, it's cil- it, was it was a cylinder. <laughs> Whoever it was was targeting me. Now I know your tricks. I know your tricks now. You got me. You got me. As soon as you hear cylinder, you're like, it's too scary. <laughs> It has to be real. No. Okay, I know your tricks now. Was that you, Boo Boo? Did you just it was prom- did you just not do a sign off because you knew we'd know it wasn't real? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Cylinders, no! Get those Doritos out. <laughs> the Doritos. Ugh. That was great though. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Terrible. Terrible. Every cylinder one I'll think is real. <laughs> okay, now don't don't flood us with cylinder stories, but do send your stories to spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com. Yes, please. But use uh. different shapes so we can trick Holly. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> it's the light switch all over again. <laughs> oh no. Alright. Alright, ready, ready for one more? Yes, I think it was Boom Boo. Thank you. Thank you, Boom Boo. That was great. All right. This one comes from Mia. For the last 57 years, there has been a glass display case of old porcelain dolls on the third floor of the library at my college. It's said that the collection began... (laughs) Cool. Great. (laughs) It's said that the collection began when one of the students working there brought in a doll and hid it as a prank moving it occasionally in an attempt to scare the students and staff. Over time, other people started hiding dolls, and eventually there were so many that a warning was sent out by the college saying that anyone who was found leaving dolls would be fined. (laughs) This seemed to work as no more dolls were found, and the dolls that had been amassed by the students were taken up to the pop culture floor of the library and put in a case as it made for a good story to tell new students. Since then, many strange occurrences have happened surrounding the dolls, specifically the first doll named Madeline. Madeline wears a light green dress and has a visible crack on her left arm. 
Many students say they feel like they're being watched as they walk by the case, or say they hear quiet laughter coming from behind the glass. There have even been reports of the doll somehow escaping the case during the night, only to be found sitting next to the case, still locked. Some have speculated that this could have simply been done by a student, but the library gets completely locked up at night. No one can no. get in. One student was reported saying they could hear Madeline singing, something that <laughs> resembled a nursery rhyme as she walked past the case. And when she looked back towards the doll, it had turned her head to look at her. Ew. No, what? What a ter- what a terrible, like, yes, I go to the school where everyone hides dolls. That's our thing. Okay, I this to me sounds like faction. Because I believe that the school is real and hiding dolls is real, but I don't think anyone saw them, like, being spooky. Okay. I think it's just college students being weird. Yeah, that's pretty classic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you got it. You were correct. It is it. it is faction. Mia clarifies that they do have a collection of dolls, but none yeah, seem to it. be haunted. I knew it, but like but you know, you never know, right? Any doll can be haunted. Any doll like, has the potential to house yeah, a spirit. You never know. You never know. <laughs> You never know. A doll could be haunted. So I feel, I feel like it's faction, but possibility to be fact at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Great. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Great, great, great. I hate dolls. Mm-hmm. No more. By the way, I saw two people just walk by and with snowshoes on. Y'all have snowshoes there? Like with so the with the big did. wide things? Yes. They just Stop. walked by with snow. Yes. They it just is walked. not that deep. They They just walked by with snowshoes. <laughs> It's not that deep. <laughs> uh, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, any of those dolls dolls could could be haunted. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Geraldo, shut up. People were not. But sorry. Geraldo said that they people were, were they hiking were, yeah. up the road with ski poles. Stop. I've seen ski. No, I've already seen ski poles here. I've seen people with ski poles. I know. Well, it's because everyone goes to Mount Rainier. Like, everyone goes to the big mountain here and goes in the snow there where there is, like, eight feet of snow. So, like, people just have that snow stuff. And they're just like, I guess I just want to use it on my street right now. So. so I feel a lot of secondhand embarrassment for these people. (laughs) But live (laughs) your bliss. That's fine. They're just having fun. Yeah, they're just having fun. It's fine. I'm just embarrassed. I saw these people, like, saw, I saw some people in, like, full-on, like, North Face, like, ski pants, ski jacket. I don't have any of that stuff. I'm just, like... You're fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like, well, I mean, I don't go into the mountain in the snow. Like, some people go hiking on Mount Rainier and, like, all the way up to the top where it's snowy all the time. And I'm, like, I don't do that, so... Oh, yeah. man. Well... Yeah. You might want to invest in a nice Carhartt jacket if this continues to happen to you. But other than that, you should be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll be okay. I have one of those like um not like down synthetic jackets. Like and it's fine. Yeah. Snow walks are lovely. Yeah. Yep. Spring hiking season. <laughs> yeah. It's right around the corner. I'm ready That's for that. That's the best time. That'll That's be great. That's the best time. I know, me too. I'm so ready. All right, should we do one more story? Oh, I can see. Close the window. Sorry. Hang on, I'm gonna oh, open no. it again. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's it's almost as if I just have to click a few things. 
and then we're back. <laughs> we're back. It's fine. I know. Kyle, Jeremiah also went on. I love fall. Fall is the best season. Winter is a bit of a pill. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I'm a not... I Now that this is the like third year that I've lived in a place with seasons... Like, the darkness of December, like, does start to get to me. Yes. Like, yeah. It can be rough. Getting getting dark at 3.30 p.m., like, 4 p.m. in December, I'm like, mm-mm, this gotta stop. But, like, and, and in February, like, this month, I'm actually thankful for the snow because it's different than just the rain because the rain was getting really old. So, yeah, I'm at least the snow is pretty indifferent. I'm getting tired of the snow and the ice because it's just making my house a mess. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, the tracking in the, the, like, snow, dirt, and ice is not great. Yeah. It's not great. It is not ideal. So this one comes from Anonymous. All right. Okay. Let's do this one last story and then I'll, I gotta go bail out the chickens again. <laughs> and clean off your car. Yeah, well, I have to. I first have to put on another pair of pants. So I have two pairs of pants, and I'll clean off my car and bail out the chickens. Yes. Okay, ready? Yes. I work as a security guard at a resort hotel that is nestled in the mountains and sat next to an older and now abandoned hotel. I've been working here for almost a year now, and so far, nothing terribly interesting or unusual has happened. Though I have heard stories of spirits roaming the halls from the housekeeping staff. They say there are three spirits hanging around, a woman, a gentleman, and a general. I can't remember what war they claim his uniform is from, (laughs) but I've never seen any of them. Last week I was working an overnight shift, not the first one I've worked since starting here, but this one was different. Around 2am I was doing a routine patrol of the hotel, as we're required to do every few hours or so. As I was walking through the ballroom, when suddenly I felt like I was being watched, I show my flashlight around the room, looking for any guests that might be sitting in the room or in the dark. Still kind of weird, not something that hasn't happened before. Uh, There was no one. I started walking faster until I got out of the room room and finished my patrol, though I couldn't shake the eerie feeling that came over me. For the rest of the night, I avoided that room, as someone was telling me to keep out. The rest of the shift passed... Oh, the rest of the shift passed without any incident, and I tried to put what happened out of my mind, but I couldn't. Finally, two days later, I decided to check the CCTV camera for that room on the night that it happened. I don't know what I was expecting or hoping to find. Maybe something to prove that I wasn't just going crazy or something to prove myself that nothing was there and I overreacted. At this point, I should point out that our camera system is very sensitive. Most of the cameras are set to record all the time and the ones that aren't are on a very sensitive motion sensor that initiates recording as soon as motion is detected in their field of vision. I selected the date of the incident and the time that I was walking through the ballroom. The words, no footage, popped up on the screen. I continued trying to check for anything from that night, going all the way back to midnight when I started the shift to 8am when my shift was finished. There still was nothing. No footage at all from that time period. I double-checked the date just to make sure I had entered it correctly. I had. To this day, two, two years later, I still don't know what happened that night or what I was sensing in that room. Since that night, I haven't noticed anything else that could be called unexplainable, though one of my fellow guards told me about an incident where he heard laughing in an empty stairwell. One thing's for sure, I have not gotten back, back into that ballroom after that day. Ooh, ooh, ghost! Ooh. No! The Shining! Ah! ah. It's always the ballroom. It is always the ballroom. Ugh. I haven't we like heard haven't we heard stories before about ghosts like or uh, footage being missing? 
For I sure. I feel like we have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I know we've had, like, ones where aliens, like, the government people come in and delete it. But I feel like we also have ones where, like, it just goes missing because of ghosts. The ghosts delete it. Yeah, or it gets corrupted or something like that. Yeah. Also, I keep yawning. I don't know why. So please excuse me it's yawning sleepy for no Saturday. reason. For no reason. Sleepy <laughs> for Saturday. No, no, I think it's my, the new medication I take makes me yawn, like, at this time of day. I don't know. I'm pretty I'm like, sleepy right cool. now, but it's also later for me. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's way later for you. I have no excuse. It's only 4.15 <laughs> p.m. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I I feel like this one's believable. I'm going to say fact. Okay. So I will let you know that according to our anonymous source, this story is completely true. Oh. <laughs> That's weird. Don't like it. Don't like it. Mm-mm. Not into don't like it. it. Not into it. Yeah, those tech-savvy 18th, 18th or 19th century ghosts. Deleting, deleting the files. Yeah, deleting those files. Emptying that recycling bin. Oh my god. <laughs> Just pushing that button. Just pushing that button. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That seat, I should have known the cylinder wasn't real. I really like that, and I really hope we get some creative stories with shapes in it. Stop! <laughs> no! So feel free, a rhombus. If everyone's just going to send stories with spooky things to scare me, I'm going to be so mad. Do it. No. Just do the opposite of what Holly is saying. (laughs) Oh my God, no. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you all for joining us today. Again, sorry we're cutting it a bit short. Weather permitting. Weather weather is happening. Yeah, I really don't want it to get dark and then I have to go dig up the snow in the dark. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want that. So I think you should deal with that. I like can't even deal with it when it's light out. It's snowing harder now. So well, I lied to you then. Usually, okay. (laughs) Seriously, when the flakes are big, that means it's supposed to stop and slow down. Slow down and stop because it's like didn't stop farting it out really fast. It didn't stop. Well. Thanks, weather, for making Didn't a liar stop. out of me. I am not a meteorologist. I just I'm not I'm not I am not a professional. I just know I've seen weather in my life. Yeah. It's supposed to continue snowing. So Stop. What is happening? It's supposed to keep snowing. Hold on. Yes, it's supposed to keep snowing today and snow tomorrow. Stop. How much more but snow then it's are you supposed to, to get? I don't know. Like, at least, it says two inches, but, like, You've gotten more than that. I mean, now, we've gotten way more than that. Like, I don't know how much we've gotten. (sighs) Sure is lucky us, says Jesse. Yeah. My gosh. Sure is lucky us. Uh, Godspeed. Good luck to you. Yeah. Ugh. Stop it. The oh. Bees of War just said, when I was a freshman in high school, I was sitting in geology class minding my own business when I looked up at the chalkboard and saw something I couldn't explain. It was a parallelogram just sitting there and I felt <laughs> like it was looking at me. It could! It was looking right at me. It could! Well, before any of you get more sassy with your shapes, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. I have a closing <laughs> remark, which is yes. uh, the... The Nicolas Cage movie that's a Five Nights at Freddy's <gasps> knockoff came out. So I'm yes! going to go I'm going to yes! go watch that, I think. Yes. Yes. After this. Um, I'm watching it tomorrow for Valentine's Day because that's the kind of romantic person that I am. I I forgot that I I'm scheduled make- hanging out with Chad tomorrow, so that's my Valentine's Day. Oh my god, <laughs> amazing. Hang out with Chad. Amazing. If if it ends up being long, you should pop it in. It'll be fun. Yeah. Valentine's Day with with good old Nick Cage. 
Yep. Good old Nick Cage. But yeah, thanks for watching, everyone. Kayla and I are going to be doing an art stream on Monday. Yes. So if you all want to come by. You should. And if you yeah. want to participate, we're going to be doing prompts from Brett Manning. So if you look mm -hmm. up Brett Manning art on Instagram, she shares the the prompt list. She's doing a February. So a bunch of yeah. Faye prompts. And there's like several for like a certain time period. It's not like a very strict drawing challenge, which is nice. So we'll yeah. like be live drawing a couple of those prompts together and seeing what each of us comes up with, which will be fun. I don't think we've even figured out a time yet, but at some time. We'll let you know. Right? Yeah, but it should be fun. So so come swing by. Uh, we're just trying to do more art, more streams just for funsies. And uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and stay safe and stay warm. And uh, we will see you next week or on Monday if you are free. Yeah. So take care. <laughs> no, Kayla's not drawing the more Mandalorian stuff on the stream. She, she's already doing it all the time. Just I know go to her Instagram. It's my it's my stress relief after I I'm like coloring yeah. a bunch of stuff I'm working on. Then I draw Mandalorian. So yeah, that's fair. That's that's what you gotta do. Okay, bye. Bye. This is the way. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at KaylaKlein.com or on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. If you want to toss a coin our way, you can offer the podcast some sustainable support by subscribing to patreon.com slash spooky Saturday. Spooky Saturday airs live Saturday on twitch.tv slash we crowing hens at 3 p.m. Pacific. 